0: Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast, a place where we pull back the curtain of what it means to be all in on social media. So get ready to kickstart conversations about the social media world with a little leave-nothing-off-the-table transparency, or maybe more than just a little. Your girl has yet to learn the art of a filter, so tuck in. It's time to bring some solidarity to the influencer and brand space. This episode, Sonia Elise is back to chat about usage, my favorite beauty marketing bigwig. I love it when Sonia joins us. So get ready. We break down the difference between paid and organic usage, what you need to know, the industry norms, and how you can charge. Let's dive in. We are brought to you by Upstarter Podcast Network, a podcast production company that manages all aspects of your podcast completely virtually. They can help anyone, anywhere turn their passion into a podcast. If you're interested in learning more, check out upstarterpods.com or upstarterpods on Instagram. Per usual, anytime Sonia and I chat, it's because we had a weird conversation about something that came to us in our emails before this in terms of influencer marketing, and we just need to talk about it. We need to share it with the entire world. So we're opening up the floor to chat about the hits and misses of usage in influencer marketing, our culprit a lot of the time is usage. And for my friends that are new to this world, as a creator, you own the rights to your content. So any content that you create is yours unless you sell slash sign away the rights. And rights are typically spendy. So instead, creators, photographers, creatives in general, generally charge a flat fee for brands to use their content within ads, website, marketing. They don't generally sell those rights Straight out. And the larger you are, the larger your account is, the more tricky this is. I know of creators that have come across their pictures in a store window without a single dime because they signed away their rights and did not specify that usage was allowed by the brand, not allowed by the brand, what specific usage was allowed. And look, if my face is going to be slapped on a billboard, I want to be paid for that. Which I think is fully reasonable. So, Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, agreed. <laughs> you d- what weird. You don't want your face on a billboard with no pay? <laughs>
1: I know, agreed, Harley. I, mean, I have to say that that is a nightmare situation. And I would feel so embarrassed if I was that brand um that didn't even give someone a heads up whether or not they legally signed away their rights to not even give someone a heads up. They're going to be like on a billboard. Whew, That's a little bit shameful in my eyes. Um to me, it's this so, is I think a, it's so
0: shameful, even that i I think it was it was a big company. And they put someone in their store window, literally in their content, took it, put it in the store window. And I think that's atrocious to not let them know, to not pay for it. Any bit of it seems like taking advantage.
1: Absolutely, it does. And to me, this breaks out into two areas. One is that creators need to be more careful in signing contracts looking at what the usage says in the initial contract, because I do know multiple people who are quite sneaky, who put it into the contract. It's never mentioned in the scope of work what the usage rights will be, but it's in the contract that the brand has usage across any medium in perpetuity, which is essentially signing your life away Mm -hmm. in that image. So I think that the first big thing that I want to get across to creators is just knowing that usage exists, it should be in every single contract, and it should be specified very clearly as to what the usage rights are.
0: But look, I don't have that conversation generally, and it gets slipped into contracts, or I didn't previously. I wouldn't ask from the get-go, what usage are you expecting? And every single time without fail, it slipped into the contract of this is ours perpetually, forever, and anything irrevocable, transferable, like the whole, the whole works. So I feel like as per usual, you go above and beyond and you know this world from both sides and you're so fair and amazing about it. But As a norm, it is the norm to slip it in.
1: I That makes me really sad to hear that people think that this is the norm because legally it absolutely should not be. It should be a conversation that yourself as the creator or your manager has up front before anything is signed. You know, what are the usage rights with this partnership? To me, it breaks down into two big categories, of course. One is what Harley is talking about, which is paid usage. So that is... Usage that we are using your creative in ads, that might be Facebook, Instagram, banner ads, emails, e um, and it could all go all the way into printed goods, right? A billboard, um, an in-store right. asset, an end cap, et cetera, okay? So if someone says, yeah, we'd like to pay for paid usage for 30 days, it's then your job to say, great, what's paid usage mean? Do you mean printed billboards? (laughs) That's something completely different than I'm going to boost this through the Facebook and Instagram paid ads algorithm, right? Right. And look, I know
0: I'm being dramatic with the billboard example. I'm fully aware. (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
1: But even still, I know creators who have said, okay, yeah, paid usage, it's $500 extra for 30 days, and the image ends up in a Sephora because. And that's wildly different than I'm going to use your Instagram image as an Instagram ad for 30 days, right? So I think it really comes down to being detail-oriented and the communication because a brand might think that paid usage means we can put it anywhere that we like and an influencer might think that paid usage means for social media ads only. So that sort of specificity is super important in a paid ad's Usage conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I break out paid into two areas. One, paid usage, first and foremost, is always social media advertising. So that would be Instagram, Facebook ads. Part two would be what we call in marketing out of home paid and out of home means literally what it sounds like anything that's out of the house so printed goods in a store on a billboard etc that kind of tags back to modeling and more old school mm-hmm. influencer relations yes. um and then you have your web paid which is i'm going to put it on mm-hmm. the website it could be in an email it could be on the our home page etc. Right. That's all those are the three main buckets that I would break out in terms of paid usage that you want to ask about. When someone says, okay, how much for paid usage? I would either have a rate in mind for each one of those or have a rate in mind that encompasses all usage and make sure you put a timeline to it. Most people say one year, some people right. say six months. If it's going to be for ads, we go for 30 days at a time, but definitely ask for mm-hmm. like, what is the Timeline here because you don't want them to have it for ten years and be using right. it perpetually forever. So, yeah, you want to be careful for that. And
0: let's let's be realistic here. Your picture probably isn't going to be used for forever. I really think the generic lifespan of a piece of content like that is what six months. Like it's really not. It's not I that would, long.
1: For sure, I would definitely say six months is normally our usage period of time. Because if you think about it, like the weather change, the styles change. promoting something new at that point right? like it's always literally the season
0: changed. yeah Yeah,
1: literally the season has changed so six months is always like a good starting point i think for paid ads um an effective ad in facebook ads manager is normally 90 days long so normally i ask Mm for i ask an influencer what's the paid usage right for 30 days and then i have that on hand rerun the ad for 30 days. If it's not performing well, then I don't renew it. If it is performing well, normally we we renew for the additional two months. So that's already all agreed mm-hmm. upon upfront. Yeah. And it's pretty cut and dry at that point.
0: So another thing that I run into as someone that's looking for mutually beneficial partnership from both sides is do we solidify that now or do we solidify it later? Because you don't know if my content is going to perform well. You don't know from the get-go what the effect on an audience is going to be. So is there ever a time where you solidify it after? Or like, w- what are your thoughts on when that should be broken down?
1: I advise people to solidify it in advance with a um, addendum to a contract. Or maybe it's, sorry, I'm not a, mm-hmm. a lawyer, but you know, like a little appendix I think <laughs> Not an addendum, an appendix. So it's like (laughs) line, you know, twenty four B, and then in twenty four B it says, "Should the brand decide to use this creator's content in paid ads, the agreed upon rate will be, and then that's where you're going to break out. It would be five hundred dollars per thirty days, an additional thousand dollars should they like it to go into printed goods." for, you know, 750 Mm -hmm. emails and on the website, whatever you guys come to the agreement on, it goes there. Some brands may not Mm -hmm. want to negotiate that way up front. And I'm not entirely sure why, because when I first started negotiating for paid ads, we didn't do it up front. And what I saw is that I would get raked over the coals by managers and influencers when I would circle back for the paid ads usage rates.
0: Uh, Triple
1: content creation fees because now they know I want to use Uh, it for ads. So like, you like it, I'm going to do (laughs) more. So that's why I always started to negotiate it up front because you're right. We don't know when it gets delivered, if we're going to love it enough to put it into paid ads. Um, But I always think it's best to have everything tightened up in the first contract right away so that no one feels taken advantage of later on.
0: What is your general pricing structure that you Except here, when I'm, when I'm thinking about usage, my general rule of thumb, but again, pricing is an art. So like it really depends on the project, um, is 30% of that base rate per month of usage. So it really jacks up the price very, very quickly. If you're building out a package, if they're advertising long term, if they decide to continue usage, that partnership can really easily become, you know, triple, triple what you were initially rating it as so it really is a way for for creators to leverage and bring in more money but what do you feel is your go-to in pricing
1: yeah for us we always offer an add-on 10 to 20 percent up front and then we let people negotiate from there I don't think that 30 percent is uncalled up for like I think it's it's fair as well um, it's just not what we go in as and of course like we're not trying to spend mm-hmm. We want traditional money, but we also don't want to but undercut under the leg. Yeah, exactly. We also don't want to, you know, we're not trying to cheat oh. anybody out. And also for contracts, totally. like, the paid usage that I'm negotiating for is only for Facebook and Instagram ads. I rarely am negotiating mm. for out of home or print or billboard or anything else, which I could understand might be a much higher rate because you're really using that creative all over the place. Um, but yeah, we normally go in as a standard plus 10 to 20% per 30 days. And if a creator comes back with a higher rate than that, we always entertain it. and We try and meet it as much as we can. Um, but one thing to keep in mind right. is that normally that usage rate um, is getting paid for out of a separate budget. We pay for it out of the budget mm. that created for ads specifically. At least that's how we handle it because it makes sense that way, right? The content creation
0: is part of a content creation. Go ahead and burst that appendix open and add your appendix to the contract.
1: (laughs) Add that appendix to the contract up front. Yeah, the content creation comes out of a more of a marketing budget or a social media content budget. And then our paid ads usage portion, which is why we get the rate quoted separately, comes out of the total ads budget that we're spending.
0: Yeah. The reason that I actually go that high is because a lot of the time I'm throwing in the inherent exclusivity into that rate, which is what I kind of bulk together. So if I'm Uh working with a, let, let me give you a real example. If I'm working with a protein supplement, I'm not going to then go and work with another protein supplement. And I understand that exclusivity is a little bit weird because there's categories of things that are really exclusive versus other categories that are so not like I can wear any shirt tomorrow and recommend a different brand a day later. And no one cares even in the slightest, but I throw it up to that 30% just to include like, okay, I really can't, I can't, I'm going to look like a sellout if I market another protein company while this company is like really blowing Blowing this up, this piece of content up across social media.
1: I think that's a great point point. That I, and an aspect that I was not thinking of. Um, and it makes complete sense as to why you would go higher. Um, for me, most of the partnerships that I'm talking about, the creator doesn't also have to promote the content. It's straight up. They're whitelisting the content. Mm-hmm. They're creating it and they're giving it to the brand. The brand is then using it for organic social and paid as well. So that's where we don't need the exclusivity because they didn't promote it on their feed even to begin with. But I love your point, Harley. Yes, like if it is something that you're promoting on your feed at the same time and then the brand is taking that and amplifying it either directly off of your feed or within their own account, then yes, I could see how like it would cause a bit of stickiness if after six months you were like promoting a bunch of other types of competitive brands and they were still running the ad with like your face on it.
0: I mean, especially with whitelisting where the brand is marketing your specific post, Like it looks like you are marketing, it looks like you are promoting the sponsored thing across all channels. It's, that looks like I'm doing it. It looks like I'm promoting it endlessly. It doesn't look like the brand just has my content. It looks like that's me. And I've had, I've actually had people that I know in real life follow me and message me immediately and say, hey, I thought I was following you already because I keep seeing this ad pop up of you. And I'm like, yeah, that that ain't me, bud. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. And just to back up so that people who are listening aren't confused, like what Harley's talking about is whitelisting her audience, which is a little bit different than whitelisting just the content. Right. So as we were talking about is like brands can whitelist your content, which means Harley makes the content. She never posts it. She gives it to the brand. They post it. They may or may not tag her. Done. Whitelisting her audience means that Harley creates the content, she posts the content, and then within Facebook Ads Manager, the brand connects into her Instagram account and pushes the content with their own budget through ads out to her audience or out to other audiences that they deem. Much more technical, much more tricky, but it is a very good ad strategy if you're working in paid ads. Um, But definitely as an influencer charge way more for that type of usage. If people want access to your audience in addition, that should definitely go up to a much higher rate than just using the content in an ad on their own channels.
0: You know what? I'm shocked that you say that that's not as common because that's what I see. That's every usage included mm. partnership that I've done is their whitelisting from my from my post. They're advertising from my post connected through Facebook.
1: I think not as many people do it because not as many influencers will allow it. Some people I think get a really? little bit itchy idea of ads going out under their Instagram handle. And so I've had a lot of managers and influencers tell me, no, that they won't do it. Also, we have a lot of tech issues where like influencers don't know how to get into the ads manager. They don't know how to allow the access and it becomes like a huge issue. So
0: I get a lot of DMs about that. I get this brand wants access to all of my social, like, should I do it? They People are scared and I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah, do it. Charge for it. Go, go right ahead. So where this kind of pivots us, let's talk about the original horror story that you saw on your page or your email um, that I also had a little blip about the other day too, is this organic usage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do completely 100% support influencers charging more for paid usage. You deserve that money. The brand should be paying you. I'm behind it. What I don't get behind is when I'm contracting an influencer for a promotion and the influencer or manager comes back to me and says, for organic usage, which means essentially that the brand is just going to repost Your post on their feed, nothing different, no paid, no boost, no something else. We're literally just regramming what we've already paid you to create. Um, We're gonna have to charge more for that regramming. And I don't, I don't understand why that would be more. Like the initial strategy, if you pull way out on influencer marketing, and we go to the baby beginning, the one. The 101 is that we pay the influencer and then we also post what the influencer posts. Like where in the world did we start charging people to repost what they already paid for Mm -hmm. you to create? I don't get it. And a lot of times we'll say, listen, it's six months organic usage because we don't know when the organic social team is going to get around to posting it. So we want to give them like a little wiggle room. That doesn't mean we're going to be reposting the same post on social media over and over again for six months. Like that doesn't make sense. It's more like if you give me your post in May, I'm not sure where in the social media calendar it's going to land for the organic team. And so we just say, like, it'll be probably within six months. So six months organic usage. And I recently had someone come back to me and say, oh, for six months, it's $250 per month for organic usage. Did you not think when you gave me the price that we were going to post it? $1,200. Yeah. $1,200
0: to post to post. to your feed. That makes no sense to me. I mean, even thinking about yourself, you're not going to repost the same post six times within six months. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, realistically, there's there's no way. I never charge for organic usage because I think it's a partnership, you know? So if you want to post my content, like, go ahead. Like, show the world that we're connected. I agreed to this. I posted it to my audience. That means I support it. That means I support it. I want to pick things. I want to pick partnerships that are spot on to what I believe too. So if if that relates to my ethos, then I don't care if you put it on your feed. I, I just think that's absolutely atrocious.
1: Honestly, I like couldn't believe it. I was – I almost, to just show you the severity, I told the team and I was like, do we really need this person in the cast? I was like, I just – <laughs> There's so many people in the world. To me, this is like 101 to, for me to approach you and say, hey, Harley, what's the price for you to like do this scope of work? Okay, great. Yeah, we're going to confirm. And just so that you know, like we're going to confirm for an additional paid ads usage of 30 days at the rate that you gave us. And we'll do organic within six months. And then you'd be like, oh, by the way, like the organic for six months is an additional $1,200. I'd be like, Ugh. no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, there's so many influencers in the world, and that's not to, like, belittle influencers. It's more to say, like... There's so many influencers in the world. Tighten it up. Like, (laughs) I don't need that additional, like, drop of $1,200 that no one ever discussed before because you now feel that organic usage should be paid.
0: I mean, even if you have a huge following, I just don't think it matters because a lot of the time as well, like... The fact that you have a huge following does not mean that you're creating better content and more feedworthy content for you. So there's, no, there's no, no correlation. It doesn't make sense for me. I just think that's an above and beyond moment. And if we in this competitive industry want to be booked, you have to allow the things that make no difference to you and creating it. And really, just show off the partnership. For me, that's a above and beyond. Well, not even a beyond. That's a that's a clear ad.
1: Yeah, I think that's a given, and that's one thing that, to me, it all boils down to in your and my conversation is like when you're thinking of adding on an additional element that you want a brand to pay for. Like, stop and think before you say it. Does this create extra work for me? Does this mm-hmm. change? a level of effort and is the brand gaining something that is out of the ordinary by doing this thing. And when we look at organic usage, like none of those boxes get checked. Like Harley doesn't have to do any more work. She's not asked for more edits. Like her face and likeness are not getting promoted more than they were previously. Like there's nothing added here as a reason why you would start to charge more. So for me, it's like a no brainer that it would not be an additional charge.
0: Also, because it's organic usage, you're only going to get the reach that that brand does typically with any kind of post. And you probably have, you've seen this much more than I have, but what is the general reach on brands' content? Because I doubt it's very high. People don't interact with brands all that much. If you have an Instagram for a brand with a are following, that's not that's not normally interacted with those likes are probably very very low
1: yeah i would say the average brand is getting about 20% um organic reach which i think is like very typical like brands want to know like why are mm-hmm. we only really getting such a low amount of reach compared to followers like that's just how it is like can you call <laughs> I'm not sure why we do this, but unless there's like an outlier of some sort of like trending topic, trending sound, hashtag that just like hit gold, which I think all of those are, you know, possible, but more rare, the average post mm-hmm. is seen by 20% of the audience for a
0: brand. So, sounds like what we're all struggling with, which is why, da da da, that we push with paid usage. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. A brand without paid ads is like a sitting duck. Organic will only get you so far. Like paid ads, ugh, that's a whole other conversation. You know how I feel about paid ads very strongly.
0: <laughs> I know how you feel about paid ads. I know how you feel about boosting and how it's absolutely useless.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god. I have a lot What a of feelings. can of worms.
1: I have a lot of feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just in general, I have a lot of feelings. So, okay, takeaways here. What you got?
1: Takeaways. Um, understand what paid usage means and understand the verbiage of where paid usage could go so that you have rates and you know, clarity when it comes to contracts and quoting for that usage. Organic usage, right. don't make Harley and I come after you because you charged for organic don't make usage. It. We will. That's silly. <laughs> That's <laughs> silly. Um, and just in general, any sort of upcharge for things, think about those golden rules. Like, did I have to work harder to do this? You know, is this jeopardizing, you know, the vision of me? Like, no, then maybe it's not worth an upcharge for that moment.
0: Thank you so much, Sonia. You know she will be back. We already have a couple wild Instagram phenomenas jotted down that we are ready to dive into. So if you love this topic, if you love chatting, influencer marketing, usage, pricing, the works, come find us on Instagram at Harley Jordan with two Ys, two Ns, and Sonia.alise and tell us what you want us to cover next. Our DMs are always open and ready for you. Of course, subscribe, review, and share it if you love it. See you next week.